As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Today on the show, Mike Belsito interviews Ryan O'Donnell, the CEO of CellHack, and actually he has a special announcement today exclusively on Rocketship for our listeners. But in addition to that, we also talked to Ryan about being a CEO who's focused on growth, what it's like to be the only person on a growth team, and what he focuses on in order to create that growth inside of CellHack. So... We're going to get right into it. Welcome to Rocketship.fm, the podcast where we explore startups from funding to growth, from culture to sales, and everything in between. I'm Michael Saka. I'm Mike Belsito. And I'm Joelle Goldman. I am joined right now by somebody that is no stranger to the Rocketship audience here. This is Ryan O'Donnell. Ryan, hey, how's it going? Mike, what's up, Rocketship audience? 
crew, how are you all? Glad to be here again. Uh, we've got some new stuff today. Last time was all about sales. And uh, today we're going to talk about how to how to grow a company if you're a, a single man or single woman and busy with everything else with your business. What are the things you need to do to grow your company? I could not have said it better, Ryan. And this is actually a pretty cool treat for me because most of the time when I interview folks for Rocket Ship, I am you know, thousands of miles away from that person. And we usually do it via, you know, Skype or what have you. But uh, Ryan and I are here together live and we live not too far away from each other. We actually used to live a lot closer. Ryan was right down the street, but I'm pumped to be here with Ryan. And uh, Ryan, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Let's do it. Thanks for having me. Cool. So why don't we start by, especially for the folks that maybe they didn't hear the original episode or what have you, just like tell us a little bit about you, what you've been up to, and just sort of like what got you to where you are right now. All right. Uh, grew up in Cleveland, went to a, a, a local state college, uh, graduated, realized that that the job opportunity in, in Cleveland at the time wasn't, you know, there just wasn't the market for what I wanted to do. So my, my current wife and I literally packed the U-Haul uh, the night of graduation, and we moved to New York, uh, no job the next day, and, you know, lived there for about 10 years. Uh, you know, for folks who, 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 you know, sell and cold call who are listening to this, I, I was a broker for, for a while. So I've done 500 calls a day, 50 connects, five leads, open one account. Um, after, you know, beating my head against the wall for a while as a broker, uh, realized that, you know, passion was in internet and tech. So, you know, through various startups, um, ended up at, at a company uh, on a rocket ship, no pun intended, uh, called Right Media, sold to Yahoo for uh, uh, about three quarters of a billion dollars back in 2007. Um, and then left there and said, hey, it's a frothy market. Let's build an app, make a million bucks when Facebook <laughs> buys us. And and that never happened. Uh, but through a, a series of pivots through, uh, you know, different startups that, that have had various degrees of success, I ended up launching Cellhack uh, with a partner and co-founder um, back in 2014. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Cellhack is, um, it's, a, it's a prospecting platform built for salespeople, um, help them build their lead lists, um, validate contact information, and then um, get that contact information and, and prospects. Uh, you know, in a pipeline ready to be contacted um, with your most valuable product or service. That's awesome, Ryan. And, you know, in, in the time, you know, the past it was 10, 12 years, you've had different types of roles, you've had different companies. I guess maybe take us on the, the journey that you had in growth in particular. And I guess at what point, you know, growth is this sort of newer term. I mean, I know when I was in college, you know, it's not like you studied growth. You might've studied marketing. In your uh, past, just what was your experience with growth and, and you know, just what got you to become this growth person? Yeah, people study growth now in, in, in school. Like it's it, someone out there in the comment section, tell me what schools are offering a program related to growth, right? There has to be, Stanford has to have one. Um, and uh, so, you know, Andrew Chen was on here, right? Maestro, Maestro at Growth, one of the first guys that that I studied because there were no growth books out there. Steve Blank, who's probably teaching the the, the growth class at Stanford. Um, you know, some of the the folks who who've paved the way in growth. Um, you know, it, I don't know how to define it. I, I'm not a growth. I, I describe myself as a growth guy. Um, 
honestly, and boil that down to what I am, it's it's someone who who owns and runs and operates a business and doesn't want to see it fail, <laughs> right? <laughs> and realizes that that this isn't you know a traditional. Uh, you know, for better or worse, you know, kind of Silicon Valley model where it's, it's it, we were just talking about this, where, where it's, you know, build something, they'll come figure out monetization later. That works, right? And when it works, it works, it works really well. Um, I'm a bit more pragmatic and I don't have that billion dollar idea. What I have is an idea that solves a problem that people will pay for. So, why the hell not charge money for it, right? And, and and in doing so, you have to you have to find people who are willing to spend money on it. They don't just magically show up at your doorstep. So you have to figure out how to go out and find them and bring them in, or once they find you, how to keep them engaged and and you know have you show them you know the magic, right? And the stuff that really makes your product uh, valuable. It, it, and I think a lot of what what I've taken in over the years has just been it's been a series of, of trial and error, which I think growth is all about experimentation um, and you're going to fail most of the time. But it's having a, a an open mind um, to to what's going on around you and seeing what other people are doing. And then, you know, kind of condensing all of that information into into a place where you can it, where you can evaluate it. And we'll, I've got this massive spreadsheet up on this screen and Mike's kind of staring at it right now. We'll talk through this in a moment, but um it's being able to kind of be aware of what's around you, get all of the relevant information into a place where you can evaluate what you can actually do. And then, you know, in the scientific method approach, conduct an experiment and be ready to fail most of the time. But when you find the good stuff, um, that's when you put in place automation to keep that to keep that going. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Now... Back to the show. Awesome. Yeah, Ryan referenced this spreadsheet, which, you know, I get this is a podcast. So you can't see the spreadsheet, but I there's so much info here. I definitely want to tear into it. But I guess before we do that, you mentioned Andrew Chen. And Andrew was, uh, he was a guest earlier in the series. You know, now Andrew's on the growth team at Uber. Yeah, it's a huge team. It's Uber. You know, there are a lot of resources you, you know, not to say that you're the, the one person show, but certainly much smaller team, right? But yet you still have the same objective. It's to grow. So I guess maybe you could start to talk about when you are a one or two person show, yet you want to focus on growth. How do you even get started? Like, how, how can you even tackle that? Uh, you know, again, when you don't have the resources of a company like Uber. Right. And and, and by, by resources, what Andrew and the team doing at Uber or anyone who's who's working at a company that, you know, is either, you know, publicly traded or or, you know, has several series of, of venture capital behind it. Chances are there are multiple people on your team who are who are, you know, uh, part of the growth team. And the biggest difference is. You can run more experiments than I can. 
right? So I have to be a lot more pragmatic in terms of what experiments I pick. And then some of your experiments that you're running, if you're part of a bigger growth team, can have a bigger budget than the experiments that I can do. Um, but so stepping back, if you're if you're a one or, or, or two person team, right? And we're going to take this from the perspective of you're just getting started, right? Or Or you realize that, hey, you know, people aren't you know, your traffic's going down, people aren't signing up as much. And if you want to stay in business, you need to find new customers. There are a bunch of different channels for that. Um, I'll talk through a, a few of the ones that we're focusing on. Um, you know, for folks who are listening to this, I think this is the first time I'm, I'm, I'm publicly announcing this. Um, you know, Cellhack has been a business for us. It's all about, you know, uh, building prospect lists and helping to automate a lot of these manual processes in the sales cycle where, you know, you're going in, you're searching online for your prospects, you're copying and pasting first name, last name, title, company, industry, all these different data points. And then you're guessing the email address and finding the phone number. You know, Cellhack takes care of that for you. It's a, it's a Chrome browser extension. Um, it's not a plug for it, kind of, but it that's what it is, right? So build your prospect list through Cellhack. Um, the single greatest question that, that you know, I had in selling Cellhack, and, and I also, you know, like the hair club for men president. Um, you know, I'm not only the president, I'm also, you know, one of its biggest users. I am, we built cell hack to solve a problem for us, right? So I knew who to target in selling cell hack because the same, the same types of people as me and, and not demographically speaking, but people working on similar businesses have the same problem, right? So we targeted them. And then, you know, I focused on, on actually listening during sales calls as opposed to, to just talking away. Um, and, and that's something anyone selling uh, pro tip, talk a heck of a lot less than you think you are or think you should because your prospects should be talking a lot more than you are in sales calls. Um, but anyway, so the single biggest thing that I heard in these calls where people would say, great, we can, we can build our list through you. How do we actually like, how do we contact people? Right. And we'd say, OK, well, you know, there's some tools out there or, or you can set up calendar reminders. So uh, next week we're launching uh, our, our, our latest product or I'm launching our latest product called Replyify. Uh, Replyify.com. It's 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 cold email for salespeople. Right. It's pipeline management for salespeople. It's a way where once you get a prospect list. Um, you know, you have you're, you have a sales process. If you're an SDR or a BDR or you're in sales development or you're working your way up through a sales organization, you know that your sales process consists of I find my prospects, I send them an email, I go in and and you know I follow them on Twitter, I connect with them on Facebook, I you know I call them on the phone, and I do this over a series of of you know twelve to to you know, 60 days, for example, right? But keeping on track of all these tasks is tedious. So with re replyify.com, uh, go to it right now, sign up, get on the, the, the beta list. Uh, we've got some cool tech for you. It's a way to basically set up a series of, of steps for your sales process, which are automated for you, right? But I didn't realize that that was an opportunity for us until we actually listened to customers. And they said, Ryan, you know, the biggest problem we have is actually sending out our cold emails or we're using a tool like MailChimp where, it, look, if you go to Mail, MailChimp's an awesome service, if you go to their terms of service, they explicitly say in their terms of service, this is not to, this is not a system to be used for prospecting emails, for sales emails. Right. So, you know, people are cobbling together these different technologies. And, and we said, look, um, you know, our customers are asking for this. 
let's build this for them, right? It fits into what we're doing. And I think it goes back to actually listening to what your customers or your prospects are saying at various, you know, whatever stage of business that, that you're at, you have people that you're either talking to about the product or service you have, and, and they're, they're hopefully telling you things. And, and even more importantly, you're hopefully listening and taking notes on that and then turning that into different things that, that you can put into action. I'll give one other example, Mike. Um, you know, so, so one of our most successful emails for us is for a paid customer on day 10, you get an automatic email from me um, that says, you know, um, it says something to the effect of, if you couldn't, you know, if, if you wanted to find our, us again and forgot our name, what would you search to find us? Hmm. Right. And, and, you know, I've got, I, I could, I mean, I could pull this up just so I can see that, that the emperor wears no clothes here. Um, you, you, I'll pull this up. There you go. 346 replies that I have here that are not duplicates of people coming in and saying, you know, I would search for this or I would search for that. Well, you know, if you take those words together, that helps you build your keyword bidding strategy, or that helps you figure out what keywords you should be focusing on for your SEO, right? Um, ask a question. It also engages a dialogue, right? So growth isn't just how do we get a bunch of people to our, to our website to do something. Growth is also about creating retention, right? Yeah. So once that dialogue is started and people start to you know, realize you're human and you're interested in what they have, um, you know, a lot of good things can come about. Well, I, you mentioned a few things that I think are completely relevant, especially for the type of people the type of entrepreneurs that you know probably listening to the podcast right now, they, they need to be efficient because maybe it's a one or two person show. I don't want to overlook the fact that I think we just broke some news. You so you were saying this company that you're just really getting started right now. I mean, this is the first time you're really publicly talking about that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, we've we, we've been we've been building this for a bit, um, and you know it's been hard to, to keep it under wraps. But it, but one of the you know, for the past couple months while we've been building it, you know, I, I've been asking every single call I have, what are you using to send out your cold emails? Right. And, and listening and, and using that to, 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 you know, both help us understand, well, well who are we competing against, but also, you know, starting to do some, some lead generation on that note, very interesting component, um, for your competitors, right? So when you're launching a new product, Right. Assuming that your product or service isn't, you know, delivering beer to, you know, rural homes on the moon. Right. There's there's no one doing that. <laughs> right. So you, you'd pretty much be able to, to lock everything in there. Right. But assuming you're, you're in a business that at least has direct competitors or 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 people similar to you or selling to the same same type of company or, or person. Um, start there. Right. Go out and and sign up for your competitors' websites. Right. And pay attention. Yeah. Right. Pay attention to the words that they use on their website. Pay attention to their confirmation emails and their confirmation page and how they onboard you. 
and pay and you want to start this advance of of like you know launching your your product you want to let it go for a couple months because what you'll start to learn is there's an there are emails that will go out over a certain period of time re-engagement emails welcome emails you haven't done this in a while you just completed this now it's time to do that bring your team on to get you know this discount sign up for annual billing you know it, it's not about stealing this stuff it's about it, I, I guess it's the it's like the the, the Paul Blart mall cop uh, growth <laughs> mentality, right? It's it's observe and report, right? So observe all these things happening, um, you know, capture them in a document. And that was that massive spreadsheet that I was showing to Mike earlier. Capture all this in a document, and then and then try to find a way to do it better, or learn from what they right. did, understand, or or think about what was going on in their minds, you know. Why did, you know, why did they, I send an email on day 21 to paid clients that says, hey, we should connect on LinkedIn, right? I send an email on day 60 that says, hey, you basically paid us for two months. Why not take advantage of annual billing, right? So, so you can really start to think about, you know, all of these different time periods that your customers go through. You can learn from your, how your competitors address it. And then you can start to think, you know, from their standpoint, why they did it. And you can improve on that. Why well, you know, in as Ryan's talking, I've been jotting down because he's been, you know, free flowing with with techniques and tips that people could already start to use. But you know, when you think of if you're the one person, you know, growth machine for for your company, I mean, there's cold email. I mean, that's actually that's one way, and that's a lot of what you know, cell hack was involved with. There's auto email responders you could be using. There's mining competitive intelligence uh, that's out there. Could be as simple as you know, hey, who follows your competitor on Twitter? You know, you could start to follow those individuals because they might be interested in your company as well. That's that's three, you know, types of, I don't want to say all three of those are necessarily channels in themselves, but those are three that, I, especially for somebody that is that one person show, they're all relevant. I, Ryan, what others come to mind? I mean, if you're if you're somebody that is, you know, you, you have your own startup, you're just getting started, you, you know you want to get better at growth, but you sort of don't know where to start. Are there other things that you feel like people should do right out of the gate? I guess, how can somebody use their time most efficiently when they're just getting started? I think there are a couple different ways for that. First, we, we, you know, what's the analogy here? Tip of the iceberg with the competition side. Um, you need to understand what your competitors are doing. Right. And I would, I would start there. Why, why not? There are from your most successful to your least successful competitors, you need to get a sense of, of what they're doing. And, you know, we don't spend our time worrying about competitors. Right. I I think, I think the time where you need to focus on your competitors is when you're launching a product or when you're launching a new initiative or focus on growth, you need to study from what already exists right? And see what they're doing, learn from that, and then tweak what you're doing. Um, outside of your competitors, because you can't just focus all on that. Um, you know, I think Steve Blank said, said it, uh, you know, most startups, or maybe it's Eric Reese, I'm kind of going off on, on a name dropping tangent. You know, most startups don't die. Um, it, startups aren't killed, you know, they commit suicide. Mm. Right. And, it, you know, so you can't be afraid of your competitor, but if you're not aware of what they're doing or doing things better than them, then you're you're implicitly giving them an advantage. The other place I, I'd focus is on your customers, current customers, or if you don't have customers, 
find customer, you know, find first people who, who will talk to you. Um, if you're really, really early, you can go as, as, as low level as, as, as Amazon Turk, right? Um, last company I had, we were unsuccessful startup, right? We would reach out to, or we had an application that we were considering bringing to market that was positioned towards selling to, to new moms, right? Um, in the photo and video sharing sort of thing. So what we did is we went to Amazon Turk, right? Um, we put a posting on Amazon Turk. We actually, it said you had to be a, a new mom. Um, you, you, you know, you had to have some kids and we would pay you like, you know, $5 to spend 15 minutes on a phone call with us, right? Where we would ask you questions. And, you know, every day I would have, you know, three to five, 15 to 30 minute customer development calls with people. And then after that, I would say, hey, go to this landing page, if you're, go to this website if you're interested and, and you know, sign up, right? And, and no one really signed up and, or, <laughs> or cared about it. So we learned quickly not to go and do this thing, but it was an experiment. Um, but start with your customers or find a way to talk to your customers and then figure out a way to find more of them. So we just went through an exercise where I thought all along that, you know, our target customers were were you know in this industry with this title in this company size so our prospecting for sell hack all revolved around this assumption right that was never proven we ran we ran an experiment three weeks ago i I'll, can pull up the, the spreadsheet that might can testify that that it's here <laughs> um where we went through our entire customer list we, we we built a tool internally that basically took all of our customers who 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 paid us money and that's an important part Someone put some skin in the game. Um, we took their email addresses. We were basically able to figure out who they were, right? First name, last name, title, company, company size. All, we gathered all these different data points and then we filtered it. And what we started to find were, you know, there were clusters of certain titles at certain company sizes in certain industries who, you know, were, were outside of, uh, of the norm. And we can focus on those pockets. And the interesting thing is, um, a vice president of sales at a 10-person company cares about different things than a vice president of sales at a 10,000-person company, mm. right? So being able to figure out where your highest density of customers are or, or what your personas actually are um, supported by data so you can go find more people like them and talk to them in their language, that's incredibly important. No, and I'm glad that you, you, know, you brought up experiments. And I know... You know, even Andrew Chen and even Casey Winters, you know, Casey was at Grubhub and Pinterest, you know, they brought up experiments. Uh, Dimitri Dragulov, you know, he brought up, you know, the importance of experiments. I would have to imagine when you're that one person show or, you know, you're on a very small team, experiments are probably even more critical. Am I, am I right or wrong? Or maybe you could just talk a little bit about that. They're more critical. I, they are critical, but, but in priority level they're not at the top of my list mm, okay right i will take a sales call any day sure. over a growth <laughs> experiment sure. right um i will take a meaningful conversation with a customer any day over a growth experiment okay right and then you get like the customer support stuff coming in and then the the internal product conversation it, you know staying on top of growth and all of the things that you need to manage or, or that, you know, um, 
you know, our, our modern day growth profits talk about. Um, it's just for, for one or two or, you know, for one or two person company or for a small company with one person focused on this, it's really hard to do. Right. Right. So, so you get this and that's why I call it in my document. It's called the experiment backlog. Right. Because it, because it is a, it is a backlog of, of things that I want to do that we just haven't, we haven't gotten around to yet. Yeah. I mean, talk through this and I know, you know, maybe we should start doing uh video podcasts in a situation like this. So, you know, obviously folks online can't see this spreadsheet, but if you could just sort of visualize it for them, just talk us through, you know, what is the process you go through to even create this backlog? I mean, this is, this is really intense. I mean, I'm looking at something that I, I could see column O and, and it probably still keeps going after that. So yep. maybe you could just talk through that a little bit, Ryan. Yeah, sure thing. So, um, I make it a habit of, it, again, we're going back to that Paul Blart, Mall Cop kind of growth mentality <laughs> here, observe and report. I'm seeing a hashtag emerge here. <laughs> Anytime I see something, I don't care if it's, you know, an email, a blog post, I take screenshots, you know, uh, you know, from a Facebook feed, um, you know, that I'm, I'm scrolling through while I'm putting my kid to bed at night, right? Um, and I email those to myself and then I'll, I'll drop those in the cloud app. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they're they're sponsored. They should be. Um, <laughs> but cloud apps an awesome tool, but you know, you can drop it into, to a, a tool creates a, 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 a link out of it. Right. And then you can annotate it. So I'll, I'm able to put like, um, you know, I'm able to go in and put arrows into something that I mm -hmm. liked or didn't like. Um, but, but I observe and I report, right. I grab these things and then I put them into a document and, and you know, it's called my, my experiment backlog document. Basically, all the stuff that I saw that that got me to do something, right, piqued my curiosity, right? Maybe it was a Facebook post that piqued my curiosity. Um, maybe it was a, an, an email subject line that got me to open it. Maybe it was a contest someone was running. Maybe, you know, whatever. But, but I made note of it. Um, I linked to it. I grabbed a screenshot of it so I have a visual example of it. And then we just stack it into this list and we actually... It, it, you know, the team's got a meeting tomorrow. I was talking to Mike about before before we, we started this up. We're going in and we're doing a prioritization of, of this list. So all the, th all the things that I've been kind of, you know, uh, observing and reporting on for a while, uh, tomorrow we go into a meeting and we, you know, because we can't do everything, we review all these different things that we could do. And we go through and say, okay, what are the dependencies? What needs to happen here, right? What's the status? Is it is it defined? Are we testing it? Where does this happen? Is it you know is it on our site? Is it an email campaign? Is it you know AdWords or Facebook? Is it an acquisition technique? Is it a retention technique, right? Um, you know what are we measuring? What do we think it's going to increase, right? Is it going to increase signups by ten percent? I'm going to take increase in signups by ten percent. Over something that that's going to that's going to increase a click through rate by five percent in an email any day, hmm. right? As long as I can get the traffic going, that's going to convert, right? But you've got to weigh all of this different data, right? So so then then we'll plan out. All right, what's involved in doing this? And we'll have a talk, and we'll say, okay, this is this is you know high probability of success, right? High high probability of revenue, right? And high revenue opportunity. And low level of effort, meaning it's not that difficult to do, priority one, right? Yeah. And you pretty much just kind of, you know, you go through your list and, and start to, you know, just assign, you know, numeric values to things 
once you start to you know pivot and 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 manipulate your Excel spreadsheet, you've got your itemized list of you know things that you know your next experiments, and then you know that's either next month, next quarter, next half of the year, or or next year, and you, you work through them. Yeah, what you know the product person inside of me you know, sees when I see this spreadsheet that Ryan has and, and really what he just sort of visualized for everybody, it almost feels like, hey, a product backlog, a product roadmap. It's like a product roadmap for your, for growth. I mean, it's sort of what it feels like. No doubt. Um, I'm not a developer, right? Um, we, we have folks who do that. My partner is, a, you know, is an, is an awesome full stack developer. Shout out to Marco. Um, but this is, you know, I'm a, I'm a growth marketer and sales guy. And, and to the point earlier, I, I'm in growth because I want my business to stay in business and be successful, right? So I have to find, it, you know, ways of, of letting people know that we exist. The fact that we're talking here today, this is part of my growth strategy, <laughs> right? I love having these conversations. And, you know, I invest some time in, in, in talking that and I get a ton of feedback. So anyone listening... Send an email to Ryan at sellhack.com or Ryan at replyify.com. Either one uh, will get through to me. Um, I love talking about customer acquisition, cold email especially, just because that's where we, we, we live every day. Um, but yes, like like talking about things that we're, that I'm passionate about and things that I love and, and potentially helping other folks out there not make the mistakes that I made for you know a good three years straight, right? And we watching the bank account, you know, just dwindle away. And then you realize you can do certain things and watch the bank account actually like, you know, increase, right? I'd rather be on, on that end of the spectrum, right? And that's why I'm here talking. That's why anyone listening to this is, is welcome to, to reach out. What, sorry, so you mentioned mistakes. Are there common pitfalls that whether you've lived through them yourself or that you've seen, you know, now that you're in the the seat that you're in with Replyify and Sellhack, are there common pitfalls that, you know, especially some of these, you know, one person shows, you know, they, they might make, especially if this isn't something they've really focused on for a long time. What would some of those mistakes be? I've been guilty of this as, as much as some of you listening here might be guilty of this as well, right? And and I think one of the biggest mistakes that, that I've made in, in my career has been, you know, um, always had a full calendar, said yes to every meeting. Mm. I was really, really busy bopping around town, you know, um, busy but not productive. Right. Right. Um, you know, meeting with, with people who could do this or that. And, and, and it's just, you know, you might have to do it, uh, at, at some point, but you have to learn how to say no. And we're getting off like off of growth, but like for, for folks who are listening, your time is so valuable here. And, and, you know, we're talking about all these different experiments that, that I already told you are less of a priority than two or three other things in our business. Right. So how the heck are you going to, you know, bounce around town, having a bunch of coffee meetings with people who might not add something to your business um, and, and not, you know, test or, or, or not, you know, experiment with any of these, any of these techniques. I've seen people go, it, that, that's one, one mistake, I guess, in general. The other one is going way too deep in a, in a particular uh, growth channel that isn't producing for you, 
right? So with my last business, I sent out, you know, I reached out to everyone I knew who could connect me to decision makers at certain companies and they made introductions and those introductions never turned into meetings. And, and I, I followed up with those people and sent, you know, checking in emails, you know, five or six times until they told me to either to go away and just wasted a ton of time, you know, chasing the wrong folks manually, right? And that's why we built Replyify. That automates the, the entire follow-up sequence. So you can free up time to do things like growth. So I guess the takeaway from this is find whatever you can that can automate things, right? Automate some of these different, you know, components of what you're doing, right? Find something that can automate finding your leads. Find something that can automate, you know, sending your cold emails. Find something that can automate notifying you when someone changes jobs or or you know when someone follows a competitor when a competitor's website technology changes right there are a ton of different tools out there offered by by a lot of people like us right the folks who are listening to this um, who are building things to solve a problem that that you know finding the right tools to automate historically manual tasks um, is one way to free up time to let you get creative in running these experiments. Oh, I, I think that's that's great. I mean, and look, you had said, oh, hey, maybe we're, we're going off, you know, away from growth. I, the pitfall you mentioned it really comes back to the fact that, hey, when you're a one-person show, you have to be efficient. You have to be productive. It's a good thing the next series for Rocketship is on productivity, but... You know, I think when you're talking about automation, that goes back to that efficiency too. So I, I, I think it's uh, it's awesome advice, and I, I think this is this is actually been great. You've shared a ton of stuff, Ryan. Is there anything else that you wanted to leave with folks, or uh, I guess also you you let people know how they could get a hold of you? Is there anything more um, you wanted to share just on some of the stuff that you're up to that you think might be helpful to everybody else? Every time I get to the end of, of a conversation, and, and like I said before, having talks like, like this, um, my main goal is, is hopefully some of the things that we're talking about here can, can help the folks who are listening. That, that's goal number one, right? Um, and avoid some of the mistakes that, that I've made or that Mike's made, and we could go on and on on a sidebar. We could have a lot of episodes about mistakes I've made, right? Yes. Uh, same right the you know so that that that's goal number one i i think you know for folks who who are interested you know reach out have a poignant question that like have a if you're reaching out like let me know what you want from me or let me know how we could talk or 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 have a a, a, a builder business relationship or or something right um and and be be direct right i prefer brevity right and i prefer being direct and and you know what that's helped with, and what that's translated with, even outside of, of what I'm I'm asking for folks who are listening to this, is it's okay to 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 communicate in that manner with with other folks, and and especially as you're growing your business, there's going to be a ton of people who want your time, right? There's going to be you know um, service providers, you know uh, you know vendors and lawyers and accountants and people who want your time and other entrepreneurs who are at an earlier stage you have to make time for that right but it's okay to say no i think you know i am incredibly focused on managing my calendar right now and for the folks who are listening i think that from a productivity and we're creeping in next week uh, from a productivity standpoint um, the only way to manage you know customer development and sales and growth 
and you know strategy and fundraising and you know all these other things you need to do to have a successful business you have to have dedicated time in your calendar for it right um, i've got time reserved I, I typically reserve friday late afternoons for you know talking to folks and and talking through specific topics um you know so if anyone is out there who wants to rap about something let me know if there's enough of you i'm happy to throw together you know, some sort of, of you know, online meetup. Uh, I don't want to plug any companies because I don't know who your sponsors are <laughs> exactly. But, you know, if you're interested in, in kind of this like one or two person, you know, new to growth and, and don't know what to do, but want to talk about it, um, let me know and, and I'll work to try to set something up. Maybe Rocketship could help, you know, with something like that too. That's Keep it. this going. Heck yeah, that's an awesome offer. I, I'd love to be a part of that too because I know I could learn a lot from you and have learned a lot from you. So uh, Ryan, I appreciate you sharing the time. Thank you for this. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have you back on again. You are a multi-time rocket ship guest. So I'm sure there's plenty more times ahead. So thanks a lot, Ryan. Cool. I, I'm going to be looking for my, my, my Christmas gift, especially a two-timer here. Um, <laughs> look, last thing I'll leave you guys with, Mike, I appreciate the, the time here. Um, I talk a lot and I talk like I, I go on sometimes. I apologize for the folks. If you made it this far, <laughs> you deserve a, a, a gold star. Um, I do it because I love it. I, I, I hope that comes through in some of this and, and I can go a lot deeper if anyone's interested. But um, thank you for your patience if you made it this far. This was fun. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. So if you're looking for a great sales tool, you can follow Ryan and his company and try out Sellhack at sellhack.com. A huge thanks to our sponsor today, Prezi Business. Get your slides prezified at prezi.com forward slash rocket ship. We have the fifth and final episode of this growth series coming up on Tuesday. So subscribe so you don't miss it. If you've been enjoying this series, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's RocketshipFM. You could also go to our site, rocketship.fm. Follow me at Michael Saka, Joel at Joel Goldman, and Mike Belsito at Belsito. We'll see you right back here in just a couple days.